Kilometer.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Dino 9, Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my co-host, my audio producer, the Deadite Knight. My face is stuck like this. <laughs> for anyone watching on Mixer. Mixer! Could I do that for the entire show? Could I grimace like this? Your face might hurt when you're done, but you could do it. Would I have new wrinkles in my forehead? Probably. Uh, my, that hurts. That hurts. I can't keep doing See, that. I knew it. I I'll knew have it. to start smiling. But welcome to episode 285 of the Games Look podcast. The first podcast on Mixer.com slash Games Media. Neat. Of our, of our podcast, I should say. Not the first ever. <laughs> nope. Everything that happened before us was filth. And a waste of time. This is a monumental moment for Mixer.com. They talk about Ninja. They talk about Shroud. They talk about Cathalion. And now they talk about the GameZilla podcast. That's true. You're right. We're big. We're big. We're huge. Huge. <laughs> big league. All right. But yeah, well, we're excited to be on Mixer and episode episode one on Mixer. So thanks for everybody that's been helping us get there and get ready for this. Uh, this is our our launch episode here. So we'll uh, we'll mention it a couple times throughout the show just to kind of start branding it, start building it into our brains uh, as far as where we're at. Because I know my personal streaming. I've been I've been streaming for a month on Mixer, and people will always share Sparks, what they call the currency on Mixer. And I'll be like, hey, so-and-so, thank you for the 10,000 bits. And then I will be like, oh, yeah, they're not bits, they're sparks. And I'm like, damn it, I did it again. Man. So, like, we got there's a little bit of adjustment that needs to be made, in my brain at least. So we'll get there, though. We'll get there. But yeah, Sparks sound so much more whimsical. Yeah, no, they're we great. We got sparks and embers. <laughs> right? They're fun, too. You actually can do stuff with them that, that I find enjoyable. Anyway, I'm like wizard dust. Yeah, <laughs> wizard dust. I That's snorted what... a lot of wizard dust before <laughs> the show. Oh, all right. So let's get save in. me video games with your wizard dust. Let's make sure we thank our patrons. So why don't you go ahead and do that for us? Thanks, patrons. Thanks for supporting the Gamezilla podcast at patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. If you, if you support us, you get a litany of great perks that are only available to you, the financial backers of Gamezilla Media, like exclusive shows that no one else gets to listen to with their eardrums. You like knowing which video games are going to blow, like Death Stranded, and which ones is going to be great, like Pokemon? Well, then I guess you need to listen to Must or Bust, because we tell you which ones are must purchases and which ones is a waste of your damn money. And that's just one of the many great exclusive shows you can only listen to at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. And guess what? All your other favorite GameZilla podcasts like The Legend of Retro or The Noiseland Arcade, they got exclusive shows there too, available for you for just $5 a month. Listen, you could spend $5 a month on anything and it would pale in comparison to the quality audio content that you will receive to your eardrums at patreon.com slash GameZilla 
GameZilla Media. Go there and contribute today. And guess what? There is a $1 tier, but really the big bucks for you is at the $5 tier for exclusive shows. They're not on Spotify. They're not on iTunes only. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Yeehaw. I was going to ask why that voice, but I think Craig WK on Mixer uh, already nailed it, which was, has Deadite been hanging out at Monster Truck shows recently? Uh, no, if I were hanging out at Monster Trucks, the Patreon perk, uh, the Patreon plug would have went something like, Saturday, 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 spend your money at GameZilla! Get your Patreon exclusive shows only today at the Pontiac Silverdome! He's got a point. You got a point there. Yeah. You did it wrong, though. It's like Saturday, 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 and Sunday. And Sunday, too. <laughs> it's Monster Jam. <laughs> All right, well, thanks to our patrons. Thanks for supporting the show. We appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. We have... Give uh, us your money! We got some good topics today we're going to we're gonna get into here in the news, but I, I want to make sure that uh, that I get some hydration going, and then he's got all of his buttons clicked and ready to, ready to rock. Listen, I never press the right buttons. It's part of my charm. It, it's part of your charm. It's That's, part of my charm. I don't think I've heard that one before, but I, I appreciate you. You know, I, 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 uh, I pull some new bags out of my trick. <laughs> Yep. I wasn't even drinking yep. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I wasn't even drinking. <laughs> I was doing math. That, that thermos isn't full of vodka. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to get into it. Here is the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. Alexander, what about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number one. Okay, topic number one. We have, we have BlizzCon happened over the weekend, right? So a lot of news that we had already, had already leaked out, but a lot of stuff got confirmed. So we're, we wanted to just kind of cover on a high level what to expect. So we, um, but before I get into like some of the actual positive news, let's let's just cover that we knew that there was going to be protesting happening outside of the event. We knew Blizz, Blizzard has not handled themselves very well when it comes to. Uh, the Hong Kong protests and all, and all the situations around banning some players and stuff. So I will say that whole situation didn't get any better, but didn't get any worse this weekend because the you know, your, your CEO came out and did make a statement and did finally just say, hey, we handled this bad. We did it. We did it wrong. We're not living up to what to our expectations of how Blizzard is is held at a higher level, a higher standard when, when we're coming to uh, global affairs and just situations like this, and uh, and they apologized, right? And they basically said that moving forward, there are going to be changes, and we don't expect everyone to just forgive us today, but um, hopefully when you see these actions take place, you will then at that point realize that we're being serious. So... It wasn't great, but it was better than anything they've done in recent weeks. I'll give them that. So, well, they basically been waving a flag that says "We love communism" for weeks. That's so. true. You're right. So, and guess who doesn't love communi- communism? Me. <laughs> I don't love it. Right. Yeah, they have freedom. They haven't done themselves too too much positive, and and so I think they realized, obviously, in the wake of their big convention, they wanted to make sure that that it wasn't a complete waste of time and and negativity just spewing all over the place they acted and we'll see we'll see how it all pans out i'm not going to give them credit for anything i'm not going to you know bury them for it so but let's get into what actually happened at blizzcon 
Okay, so there's some 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 highlights. First of all, let's congratulate the first woman to win the Hearthstone World Championship. So that uh, that happened at the event. That's cool. So you, you, I I think it's a representation thing. I just don't think there's as many female professional gamers. Yeah. So because you don't so you don't hear about a champion all that often. So it is a big deal that we yeah. had a woman win a major gaming championship. And it was super cool. She took the stage and right away um she's uh, Chinese and had a translator with her and her translations were, you know, I, I don't have them right up in front of me, but for basically they were, you know, hey, doesn't matter what gender you are if you believe in yourself you know, go for it. If you think you can play well, play. Who cares if you're a girl, you know, type deal. Like, she basically was just setting up, like, you can do it type deal and kind of set the stage for, I think, this a, a new push for that. And we've seen some female players uh, hit Overwatch League and and we've seen female players in League of Legends and stuff, other pro, pro circuits. But um, this being a grand champion now, um, that that's power. That's power. For for them, that 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 is movement for them, and it's good to see. You know, that's 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 super super awesome. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you saw that too, huh? <clears throat> okay, well, we just got hosted by someone with a terrible name. Oh uh, no, we, followed, followed, followed. Followed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No thanks. No Anyways, thanks. you can unfollow us. That'd be cool. Yeah, and we're on Mixer, so there you go. That's where you can unfollow us because we're on Mixer. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry yeah, I was yeah. thrown off by that. Anyways, we um, we got again. Get, <laughs> Back again, this, to the BlizzCon. This is the, this is the soft launch, so we need to. Fit, we gotta also have our mods in place to take care of things like this. Yeah. Right? So, our bad. We'll we'll clean it up. We'll clean it up. But anyways, we um. So that was cool. That that happened live at BlizzCon, which was was neat. And then we let's just get into some of the announcements we saw. Overwatch and what the future of Overwatch is going to be in Overwatch 2. Yeah, right? which we talked a lot about last week that it leaked and we had some thoughts of what we uh, what we thought it could be and now we know. Yeah, I think what we so we weren't sure if it was Overwatch Chapter 2, Overwatch 2, right? We had, we had talked a lot about this, but I mean, the rumors were pretty spot on that they were going to build the world around Overwatch. We were going to see more PvE aspects. We were going to get more uh, storylines of the characters that we've we've come to care about and enjoy. But overall, it just is, um, it, it's about what we expected with uh, this new PVE mode that's gonna start in this, uh, you know, in Paris or whatever. And we got to watch like about a eight nine minute trailer, and it was really cool. I mean, to, it, but it was just a cinematic trailer, right? Which we already know they do well because they've made a bunch of short clipped trailers that mm-hmm. were cinematics for different characters, and they're and they're cool and all. But uh, this one was just more detailed, more thought put into it. It it it, it triggered. Like feelings, it tri- like it triggered excitement and and like and and happiness and and to me it was like this is what I want. I think my reaction to it was this is what I wanted from the get go. So they're calling it highly replayable, you know, co-op PVE, and I'm like this is what I wanted in the beginning. And, and and as I learned more about Overwatch and where it came from from the MMO that was supposed to replace WoW and all this stuff, like I wa- I I like wished that Titan never got canceled because I was like, yes, this is fun, 
but man, I would have loved to see what the whole the whole deal was. And so now I feel like we're getting the next piece of that. And my hope is it's enough because that's that's my concern, right? Is that they are playing this in a way where current Overwatch people aren't left out, but you are going to have to buy this. Yeah, it, it, it does look like it's a, a full price sequel. Um, but like Grim said, not everyone's left out there. You will be able to cross play between the two games on the, the PVP maps, which to me is super interesting. I don't remember of another time where that's something that they've, they've worked out to not leave behind people that don't adapt. I can tell you that it's weird because so you're telling me on the PVP side, there's not going to be any difference. So realistically, I'm whatever the cost of this game is, is only for the PVE side. And then what about the push mode, which is the new multiplayer mode? Is that is the push mode? Like, am I going to share maps only in like PVP standard multiplayer and not and, and I won't get access to push mode unless I buy two? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's still a lot of that kind of stuff up in the air about it. But right now. It is weird that they're trying to keep the existing core happy and and explain to them that you don't necessarily have to buy two when it comes out. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's a good move. I'm not sure. If anything, it's kind of created confusion to me, like in, in the sense of like, all right, well, do I like do I need to buy two? Because I, I mean, you knew where I was with this. I was hoping, I was really hoping that this was going to play out like. Hey, here's Overwatch Chapter Two, and it's just part—it's just part of the game that you already have. And then they were going to, you know, as far as like loot boxes and different things, they were going to figure out ways to generate revenue that way. And this is just going to give you more gameplay, which was going to bring people like you and I back into the fold, because that was my thing. If you if you added this to Overwatch and it was just this expansion. And you and I would probably go update our game right now and be like, cool, I want to try this out. Even if it were a $20 expansion, $30 expansion, I probably would buy into it. I'm not sure if it's a $60 game if I buy into it. Right. And so Especially that's, if I know that if you do and I don't, we can still play PvP together. Tr- that's true, too. So, And, and then, the, then the questions come into play that Destiny has tried to do this in the past, where like you know people that bought the DLC and people that didn't could still play, but then we, found, we ended up finding... You know, paywall issues where I was, you know, I was getting advantage. You were locked at this light level and we're getting the new equipment. And because of it, it was boring. Like there was no point in other to play it other than just playing with a friend where I was actually gaining something. Right. And so like that, that still comes into question is now as chapter two starts to age and they start to have events and everything like that. Am I going to have access to these new skins and you're not, you know, or, or what? And so I don't know. Time will tell if this comes out at like $40 or under, I'm more okay with it. Yeah. I still think it's kind of confusing in the sense of like, is this a true sequel? Is this Overwatch 1.5? Is this like, what is it really? You know, is it just a couple added modes and they're calling it Overwatch 2, but really it's just a PVE mode and, and an extra multiplayer mode? So, nonetheless, cinematic trailer was super cool. I liked it a lot. But, uh, you know, overall, I think we have a lot to figure out still. And this is, I think, I think you could both, we could both agree on this, though. This is what Overwatch needed because you, you and I both were, were deep into Overwatch. We played a ton of Overwatch. And then we got bored. 
I got I got really bored. bored. We went hard for yeah. months playing a lot of it. We had squads on that were members of our community. Like there was always people on playing Overwatch, and I just got to the point where I was like. I'm tired of moving the payload. <laughs> right, um, exactly. I'm tired yeah. of of you know holding the point. Like I just got burned out on the same modes. But when they would come around with like the Professor Junkenstein, it was like, oh, this is really fun. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a whole game of this? So uh, I am interested to see what it is. But I can tell you based on the the sizzle reel of game footage and this this new story trailer hyping it up, it's not enough to invigorate me as a fan of the series to think that I'm going to get back into it. I have so much going on in my gaming life now to pull me back into a series I've already kind of lost heart in. It's going to be really hard to pull me back in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We also, um, in the trailer, got to see the rumors that people were like confirming and then denying, but it turns out it, they were right. Is that we did get to see the new the new character uh, Echo, mm-hmm. which was a cool you know cool looking character flying through the sky, and then also a second new character in Sojourn, I believe is how they pronounced it in the in the trailer. But is uh, we literally know nothing about it. Jeff uh, Kaplan had teased about the character, but would not provide any further details at BlizzCon. But um, she th- that character also showed up in the trailer for a little bit. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely an unconventional approach to what what we're assuming is considered a sequel. You know, so that's um, that's about where I'm at with it. Yeah, I know you weren't moved by the trailer at all. Like it didn't do anything for you. Where I would say I watched the trailer and I was excited, but then I sat back and had all these questions. And I'm just rambling off right now. Where it's like, well. What does it mean? You know, like, yeah. and, and what am I going to get out of it? And when, and, you know, like, just a lot of questions for me that I'm like, all right, well, when we find more of it out, I'll care. But for now, it was a really pretty cinematic that, yeah, it was cool to see some of the characters I like um, just kick some ass and beat up some robots. None of the characters I like were in the clips. So. <laughs> that's right. Well, most of the characters you like are bad guys. So, I mean, that's why. I know. Where you show me the bad guy stuff. That's right. Where's my man Rohog? All right. And so then the other piece that we knew was going to happen pretty much, but we weren't sure about a whole lot of stuff going on with it was, that's right, Diablo 4 confirmed at BlizzCon. And this uh, was a nine-minute cinematic trailer that Blizzard showed off and uh this had a little bit of a different reaction for you so i've never played a diablo game mm-hmm. i've never cared to really play a diablo game like when it came out on switch i was like well you know it, it looks all right like i think i would have fun dungeon crawling and looting like those are things i enjoy in other series but i've never played a diablo game and i watched this this trailer and i'm like this <laughs> is incredible just the world building they do again i don't know anything about diablo really you know from also you know from an outside perspective and i watched this trailer i go the trailer was so well done i'm so interested this was such a cool story and i know enough about the gameplay style of diablo that all of a sudden i was like oh damn am i gonna play diablo 4 because i'm super into it yeah so I mean, I played a ton of Diablo 3. I loved Diablo 2. And th- I, I, mean, I was always excited to hear what was next, right? I was always excited to hear what was going to come next. This trailer just did it for me, right? I, I was so pumped and just like on, on the edge of my seat. Like, oh my God, what is going on? So 
Uh, this is the first entry for Diablo uh, main main se- main series since 2012 when Diablo 3 came out. It's so, been a minute. It's been a minute. Diablo 4 takes place many years after the events of Diablo 3, after millions have been slaughtered by the actions of the high heavens and burning hells alike. I didn't even know this was a game that had a story. I thought it was just like going through like oh, yeah. hell trying to kill the devil or something. I, yeah. I didn't no, know that this had like It's a good stories. story. Yeah, solid story. So this is picking up many years after Diablo 3. And uh, yeah, basically in the vacuum of power, legendary name resurfaces. So... Um, during this, during the during BlizzCon, Blizzard stressed that Diablo Four would go back to the franchise's darker roots, which, among other things, means more blood and gore. The first three announced classes so far have been Barbarian, Sorceress, and Druid, and um, yeah, the the they showed off. They did show off a little bit of gameplay. I mean, it looks it, it's Diablo. It looks fantastic. Um, they didn't show us a ton, so I don't want to get like overly anal- analytical about it. But we do know it exists, and we do know it's here, and they're finally talking about it. So that's that's huge for us. But um, last year, everyone wanted Diablo right. Four, and they got the mobile version of Diablo. Everyone was upset about. So it took a year for us finally to see some Diablo Four, and I don't know. I'm I'm into it. Man. Yeah, I think this is going to be super fun. And Diablo Four. So so let's get a little bit more into this. Diablo Four is being developed using modern technology that pushes the franchise to dark new depths. The technology is at the heart of everything players will see, hear, and feel. Delivering much higher fidelity and more engrossing experience, it opens up countless possibilities for the Diablo series. From smooth character animations such as the druid's fluid shape-shifting to the seamless vast overworld players will travel across to search for the next loot-filled underground dungeon. Ultimately, Diablo 4 will ground players in a grittier and deadlier world. So... It's super cool that um, that this got revealed. I, I'm there's no word yet on a release date for Diablo 4, but it will be coming to the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And I think uh, it, you know they haven't talked about it yet, but if this could crossplay, mm-hmm. that would be huge for people because they they did such a good job with Diablo 3 and and getting it Diablo 3 on every system, including the Switch, where it played well. Now that next step is, can we get this to play? And crossplay, where we can, you know, our friends that want to play this on the PC can play with people on the Xbox and have a good time. So, you know, that that's that that's we'll see what happens, but that's my hope. Anyways, I, I'm assuming we'll find out more around E3 next year. And uh, I don't know when you think when you think a, I think Overwatch Two is a. I don't know. I feel like Overwatch 2 is next year for sure. Overwatch 2 is going to be June or July of 2020. Yeah. Because the original dropped in like a May, June, July yeah. like kind of time frame. Uh, and I think they're going to drop this one uh, similar in time. Yeah. yeah. And so then as far as Diablo 4, I'm hoping it's a next year type thing. But who knows with the rumors that the reason this game wasn't released last year was because of the... Um, issues they were having with it and the rewrites and, and, and having to go back to the drawing board. So this might have been a great a great trailer that we don't see the game until 2021, but I'm hoping it's next year. But, we'll you know, Blizzard, Blizzard right now hasn't given us a whole lot. We'll find out more later. But the cinematic trailer was so refreshing, and 
the end of that trailer if you haven't if you haven't watched it fully uh the end of the trailer is just awesome and yeah i think it's, uh craig made mention that uh there's a blood cape at the end of the uh, Diablo 4 trailer that that he wants. I think we, I think at the end of that trailer we all thought, "Damn, that's a badass cape." True. <laughs> so that's one of the bad. That's one of the sweetest capes I've ever seen. Around around E3, I remember making you know making kind of a point of like complaining when a game was just shown off with a cinematic trailer. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, Diablo's an established franchise. You know what you're getting with Diablo 4. And they did show some uh, right. some gameplay footage in other trailers. Yep. So to me, this is when a cinematic trailer is appropriate because it's setting up story elements. It's building hype for a game that everyone has an expectation of gameplay-wise what they're getting. And I just thought this was done in a masterful way that gameplay footage, there's no way it could have garnered the same excitement in me because I, I've never wanted to play the series before based on the gameplay. Right. But based on the story and the world that I saw in this nine-minute short, it's well done. Yeah. It's well I I really never thought I was gonna play one of these games and I'm thinking otherwise. I played so much of three with, with so many of my friends and this just is that next chapter that I'm like already kinda in my head swirling around like all the fun raids and dungeons we're gonna go on. That's just gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So I can't wait. But yeah, let us know what you think about BlizzCon, about Overwatch 2, about Diablo 4. You got to join the Discord. You scroll down right in the description here, you're going to see a Discord button. Click on it. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. And uh, you know, let us know what you think about what's going on with, uh, with Blizzard right now. So, All right. With that being said, we're going to move into topic number two, and that is PlayStation News. The PS4 has officially outsold the original PlayStation and the Wii. And it is now the second best-selling home console of all time. So that's pretty big news. Um, the, the report came after Sony announced that they sold 2.8 million PlayStation 4 consoles between July and September of this year, and that now officially puts them into a new total of 102.8 million. That's crazy. Yeah, so... That's pretty cool. Um, the original PlayStation sold was an enormous success, and it sold 102.5, so it just edged that out. Um, and then the second best-selling home console of all time, uh, it's now the second uh, best-selling home console of all time, behind the PS2, and uh, which sold a unrepeatable 155 million and i think you know your big your big point about the ps2 was the dvd player at, you know in that time era it, it definitely served a dual purpose but uh the nintendo wii just so everyone knows had a had a total of 101.6 million so ps4 uh in a generation that if you remember before this gen uh, happened the, the everyone assumed the home console was dead mm -hmm. and now here's the ps4 sitting at number two all time it, you know, it beating out the Wii is a really impressive thing in my mind because the Wii was sold to so many people that that's the only video game system that they've ever purchased. So it is really impressive to see how many PlayStation 4s have been sold because, again, they are still being sold to people that are core gamers. Yeah. Yeah, and... I don't think I don't think they reach uh, the PS2. No, but I no think chance. but but we do have to sit back and look at the fact that PS4 isn't quite done yet with major exclusive games that are still set to be a PS4 title in The Last of Us Part Two, 
Ghost of Tsurashima, and uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> Ghost of Tsurashima, no thanks. Uh, it's a sucker punch game. It's going to draw people. No thanks. But uh, but Last of Us Part Two alone will sell systems. Oh yeah, no doubt. So I mean, I don't do I think it's going to sell them uh, fifty three million. No, but I think uh, they pad their numbers and and solidify a solid number two spot. Yeah. So congratulations to Sony. That's that's pretty big. That's pretty cool. Uh, we weren't sure if some of those numbers were going to be reachable in the sense that how people play games nowadays. You know, back in the PS2 era and the Wii era and and, and PlayStation era, you didn't have phones. You didn't have you know, like yeah, you had Game Boys, but they weren't capable of what our of what a Switch is nowadays. So it's uh, it is something to be impressed by and and, and um, acknowledge what Sony has been able to do with the PS4 platform. All right. Our last topic, I think. No, no, nope. nope, I'm wrong. I'm way off. I, I counted BlizzCon as two. That was my bad. So topic number three, Ninja Theory is back in the news. So if you're not familiar with Ninja the- uh, Theory, they were the uh, creators of Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, um, which was a action-adventure game that uh, was back in 2017 and took a lot of like ambitious steps towards mental health and psychosis, right? And so, um, without, I don't want to give, like, spoilers away about the game, but, but Sinua, which is, the, which is your character that you play in, in, inside Hellblade, is fighting multiple forms of issues, you know, physical, mental, and when you play through the game, you, you learn more about that. And so, it was very interesting because when you started to talk, when we started to learn about this game, and we learned that Ninja, the amount of work Ninja Theory put into the neuroscience and actually working with scientists to understand mental health and build that into their game, it won a lot of awards and a lot of recognition because of of how much how much light was brought to mental health, and so. What Ninja Theory is doing moving forward is they have their next project, uh, their next venture, they're calling it, which is the Insight Project. And they're excited to do this because Microsoft, so for those of you that don't know, Ninja Theory was purchased by Microsoft. They are a game, uh, Microsoft Game Studios company now. And they are excited now because they are able to work on the projects they want to versus have to is, is kind of how they put it, is that instead of having to you know, work for hire games um, and, and do stuff like Devil May Cry or stuff like that, that yes, they were happy to work with, but it's not their game, right? They can work on their project now, which is the Insight Project. Um, the team will use the tech, game design, and clinical neuroscience to work on new methods of therapy for mental disorders. Ninja Theory co-founder called the undertaking a continuation of the collaborative work the studio did with the neuroscientists and mental health professionals on Hellblade. So this, uh, they said this is possible because Microsoft acquiring them has taken a lot of pressure off of the studio and has allowed them to develop, um, and allowed them to stop developing other people's games and work on their, their own projects. So it's um it sounds really cool because basically I don't want to get into like super detail uh, stuff here because they really they break it down in in this article on the verge, but um, they want to take things that usually would be invisible, in the sense of like you think of like a condition, and and you can find a symptom because of it. 
But in mental health, there are so many there's so many situations where that that symptom is invisible, and they can't find it, and so it's it's just lost. And when that happens, you really have this situation where video games or this or or visual storytelling, but with input, with a controller, with something that that the person can react to, can actually help and diagnose and and really bring those things out where normally we would never be able to see it. And so that's very interesting to me. They they bring up examples of um, someone with anxiety, and 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 the symptoms, the heart racing, the, the 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 sweatiness, the the different things that happen when you have an anxiety attack. And then they talk about a game where all it is is this boat, and the idea is you have to get this boat from point A to point B, and but they want but you have to do it where the water you have to keep the water at its calmest ability so yeah you might be able to mash the gas pedal or something like that but you're going to create a ton tons of wake and water movement so the idea is it's a calming exercise but it's not an exercise cuz so many patients they go to get help and they're given these exercises and they're given these things that they don't really want to do well what if we turn them into something that we that they do want to do in playing a video game it it's in a sense, when it comes to physical health, it's the difference of not everyone wants to go to the gym and work out. But you know what's really fun? Kicking a soccer ball around with exactly. your friends, hopping on your bike and going somewhere. You know, yep. like it's the difference of making it an activity that's desirable to do. Not everyone likes lifting weights. Right. For the people that do, I respect them, but I don't. You know, I I would much rather go play a game, go for a bike ride, you know, that sort of stuff. So it's the same idea making a video game that is supposed to help, you know, help you manage, you know, how your brains work in there with something that you want to do, something that's desirable, something that is interactive. And that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. So this is super cool and it fits right. I could see why like Microsoft spending the, t- the little bit of time I got to spend at Microsoft this year at headquarters seeing the things that they're doing with accessibility and just making sure video games are available to everyone. This makes complete sense now as to why they bought Ninja Theory, especially if they knew this is what Ninja Theory wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Microsoft was like, this is a home run. Like we're already trying to to build in so many directions that aren't the norm that uh, that this is perfect for us. And here we are now learning about this this this, addition, this new project for Ninja Theory that yeah, could open doors up for so many things and the data that they're going to be able to collect because of this and how it'll be able to help future people and, and, you know, and hopefully um, improve on mental health, which is, which we know is a problem. So it's super cool. I I give all the credit in the world to Ninja Theory, a company that, you know, is rather, was a rather small group that clearly made a big enough wake you know, to be recognized and to have someone like Microsoft come along and say, we really like what you're doing. We want you to come aboard and giving them resources that they never thought was they would have. Yeah. You know, so uh, super cool. I look forward to see what what they uh, are able to do in the future. I think there's a really good chance that 10, 15 or more years from now, we're going to be able to look back and, and say, like, wow, this company was doing something that they were trying to make a, a real difference in the world, our generation, I think, is the first generation that actually takes mental health as a serious issue because it's it's clear that so many of the problems people have in life actually connect back to just the way their brain functions, just the way that they can 
functionally think and live, and people can't help certain things about that. Uh, and I think our generation is more sympathetic and understanding and tuned into that. And it's going to be really cool to see what Ninja Theory is able to co- accomplish with potentially helping people. Because yeah. let's be honest, some people might need to go to therapy, but they either don't want to or because they have a you know something going on in their mind, they can't bring themselves the will to even do it or they don't have the funds to make that happen. Well, maybe a video game is an accessible way that they can connect and and help manage, you know, what's going on with them. So, yeah. There's there's just so many upsides to what this could do to help people. We're seeing it already. I mean, you know, we do we do a lot of volu- um, volunteer work with the children's hospital and we see how they're they're integrating video games into children's lives when, when they're stuck at the hospital and trying to help them cope with things and, and learn and, and just and also j- at the same time just be kids sometimes, right? But they're taking a product that wasn't necessarily designed for that and they're manipulating it to try to use it as a tool. So it's finally cool to see, and I, and I want to say no one's been doing this. Like when we go to PAX, you can you can meet a lot of cool companies that are doing a lot of neat things. It's just they're unfortunately they don't get that exposure that you know maybe you would hope they'd get because they're not Call of Duty and they're not Borderlands Three and so on and so forth. But they're there and they are doing really neat things, and I always love spending time with, with those companies. It's just really cool to see that Ninja Theory and and because of it, Microsoft and Xbox uh, once again are are you know trying to create an avenue that could help those smaller companies as well as as get funding and get noticed and 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 receive support in different ways for their ideas because this is that tool that now if a developer is thinking this way and they're making tools that a children's hospital or 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 or, or you know or just a standard hospital can say hey let's let's work this into our 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 uh, system already you know we already have these different things that we're doing but this fits in as an, an additional cog you know to the machine that helps us make these people recover faster that helps us you know now that they've recovered how can we teach them to manage it moving forward you know and things like that so um yeah it's really cool and like i said i look forward to seeing what what ninja theory ends up putting you know showing us here in, in the next uh, couple of years so all right this is, a, this is a great one. If, if you have thoughts on it, you know, get in our Discord. We'd love to talk to you about it. Our Discord is a, a place where people are uh, pretty open and and comfortable talking about, you know, how they're how they're doing in their lives and stuff. So if it is something that you have some depression or you have something like that and gaming's helped you, well, uh, the GameZilla community would be happy to rally around you and support you too. So yeah. All right, our last topic for the news is simply Xbox All Access. Right, we're on Mixer. It's day one of our Mixer show. We got to make sure we give some love to the big Microsoft, the big X, okay? Xbox. I won't be bought. I won't be bought. They already bought, they already bought me with if a hat. If they send me a hat, they got me, though. Yeah, I know, right? Man, this hat's slick. Look at it. That's a good hat. Look at the little robots on the bottom. Woo! Too far. I don't want it. Okay. Burn anyway, <laughs> Anyways, um, last year, Microsoft released a all-access like bundling um service that we found really interesting and we thought it was a really cool idea where people could get into the xbox platform for a monthly payment the idea is um they're bringing it back so microsoft is bringing its xbox all access bundle pack back just in time for the holiday season xbox all access is a bundle that splits the cost of an xbox console xbox game pass 
and Xbox Live into a monthly payment across 24 months. Microsoft will bundle an Xbox One X, an Xbox One S, and a digital edition of the Xbox One S, which is the one without a optical drive. It'll be bundled, like I said, with the Game Pass Ultimate, and that'll be from $20 per month. So that's pretty cool. And let me let me explain let me break it down a little bit more for you across the models in case this is something that you're interested in. So the nineteen ninety nine monthly base bundle will include an Xbox One S with twenty four months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and the option to upgrade early after eighteen months. A regular Xbox One S bundle will be priced at twenty two uh twenty two ninety nine per month for 24 months and an Xbox One X will be available for $30.99 per month. Uh, Microsoft is introducing a special upgrade offer for the Xbox One X bundle with the ability to upgrade to Project Scarlet in 12 months time. So that's the new piece to this, Mm -hmm. which I thought was super cool. If you go sign up to get your Xbox One X, then by next year when, when this time when Scarlet launches, you'll have an upgrade option to go to the Scarlet. The details on that haven't been disclosed as far as what what that means. If you just hand your stuff over and, and you pick up the new one and maybe your price changes a little bit based off of the pricing, I don't know. But the fact that it's built in to give you the option is super cool. So this is pretty pretty neat because when you do when you do the math, and I thought they had it broken down here for us. Yeah, here you go. If you consider an Xbox One X currently retails for $399 at the Microsoft Store, the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is usually $15 per month, then the total cost over two years is $758.76. If you pay Microsoft $3099 per month over two years, the actual cost for you is $743.76. So you actually save a little bit of money, and you spread the payments across that time. So, And you get the access to a Project Scarlet upgrade. It's it's not a bad deal. You know? it, it's not. And, you know, I, I know... You and I are both at phases of our lives where we can go spend the money to buy a video game system. But to me, who this is appealing for is like if I was a teenager working my first job, maybe trying to pay for college and just didn't have five hundred dollars sitting around to go buy a game controller systems, you know, all all that. I could I could pay twenty dollars a month, you know, and spread it out while I'm in school or something like that. Like there's it's enough. It's just a different way to pay for it for different people. It's a way that we've become more accustomed to in the sense of smartphones. Right. Yeah. Everybody. Most people. I know not everybody, but most people sit here and have no problem paying their 30, 20, 20 to 30 dollars per month for their phone over a two year contract. That's what this is. It's the same idea. They're just play, they're just applying it to to a game console. That's all. Yeah. So, I think it's super smart in for Microsoft because I don't you don't see anybody else doing this, right? Sony's not doing it. Um, Nintendo's not doing it. So you, you have a way where Microsoft's saying, hey, you know, if you don't have the money, all that money up front, no worries, we can you, you can still get into our platform. And you know, some people will argue, well, if you don't have the money up front, you shouldn't be playing video games or whatever, right? But at the same time, like. How many people wouldn't have a smartphone right now because they couldn't go out and drop a thousand dollars on an iPhone? Yeah, that's you know, like it's the same question. The difference is, oh, I need a phone versus I don't need an Xbox. There, there is there is that debate to be had, 
And yes, phones have become more of a necessity, but I, I could even argue that is a phone 100% a necessity or could you just live with a flip phone and make phone calls? Yeah. Okay, because like you can sit here and call it a necessity, but a phone's not necessarily just a phone because I can give you a little you know, Nokia flip phone and you could still you know, be in contact while you're on the go. I think, and again, like I, I want to go back to my point. Let's say you're a high school kid, your first job, you're you're working at a fast food joint, you're working at a gas station, just something like that's your first job, and you you don't have enough money saved up to again go out and buy a game system, but that's what you want to do because you're a kid. Yeah, you have a part time job. You're in high school. You can or you can you can be a kid. You can mow lawns and afford this platform to play video games because some yeah. people you know some people's parents can't go out and buy them an Xbox or won't. And so, again, I, I know that's the mindset I'm in. Like, this is affordable for that person. But, again, that applies to anyone of any age range. Not a, not We live in a, a world where not everyone has $500 laying around, but they can make 20 bucks a month yeah. for the next two years' work, opposed to why should someone wait two years to play video games when they could afford twenty dollars a month now. That's that's how some that's what that's what works for some people. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely support the the thought process. Um, my Apple Watch, for example, I picked up with my phone uh, because they just baked it into my monthly payment of my phone. If I if they wouldn't have done that and they said, "Would you like this Apple Watch for four hundred dollars?" I would have said no because I didn't think I didn't think a smart watch would be it was worth the money but when they were like hey we could add it to your phone bill for you know whatever it was like an additional $8 or something like that or something like whatever per month I was like yeah yeah sure let's do it yeah cuz I did want one but when you but that, that's the fact that's the key when it comes to marketing too is that when you what's the value to each individual when you tell me well you have this phone and you can have the watch for just a little bit more per month well I'm already paying that monthly bill when you tell me I can have this phone, then I need another four hundred dollars up front, I'd be like, "Well, I could go buy an Xbox One X for that." That's right. Like that's that's where my mindset's at. That's where my value's at. Now the next person could sit there and say, "Well, four hundred dollars? That you know, I gotta make sure that my kid has all the school supplies and everything." So yeah, I'll wait on the watch. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's smart from a business standpoint, but at the same time, it puts the technology into the people's hands, which is what's what's that going to lead to? It's going to lead to game sales. It's going to lead to DL, you know, to DLC purchases. It's going to lead to all all of that type of uh, extra stuff that you get when you just turn your Xbox on every day. When you turn when you turn whatever device it is on every day, and then you go to the digital store or you go to, or you stop at GameStop and you're like, oh, I'm just going to grab this or whatever it is. I mean, they they know where they want to get you. It's not necessarily in the hardware itself. Mm-hmm. It's in it's in the fact that you're going to own this for two years, and over those two years, we project you're going to spend this much money to use this device. Here's I I want I want to put point this out because there are a lot of things in this world that work on a payment platform like this. Yeah. But here's the difference: Microsoft isn't charging you interest. No. You're not paying more than what you would pay for to receive this system and these services. You're saving a few bucks. They're giving you value for buying into their system. Because if you go to a rent-a-center, you're going to pay more than what that thing was worth over time. If you go out, if you're a kid, uh, or if you're someone that you know does, you know 
this is the only way you can purchase this, but you put it on a credit card and you want to pay it off on a credit card over X number of months, you're going to pay more for it. Microsoft is giving you an affordable way that actually values you as a person and yep. isn't gouging you, isn't taking advantage of the fact that you want their gaming system. They're giving you a value. They're giving you a fair price and they want you to be able to enjoy video games. And I respect that a lot because Microsoft could raise the price of this $5 a month for each one of these yeah. platforms, make a little extra gravy on top, but they don't. They're giving you a value. Yes, you have to buy into Xbox Live. Yes, you have to buy into Game Pass, but guess what? If you're only spending $20 a month, Game Pass is $15. Like right. You're getting all of this huge library of games to start. Yep. It's the most affordable way to get into a video game system, and I think I think it's great. Yeah, it's a great... You, you make a great point about that, and that's why... It might be a little bit, the one thing we didn't cover is that you can only do this deal at um, Microsoft stores, mm -hmm. at least here in the U.S. Um, so, you know, like they're keeping it all internal that way. And, and like you said, there, there's not that third party that needs their cut of it. There's not the interest. There's not this stuff. It's Microsoft handling it, handling their product and handling this deal. And that's also, I think, why they only keep it around, you know, during the holiday and whatever is that they, they're not doing this year round. So if it's something that you're interested in, you need to get into the program, you know, now, and then, you know, you'll be ready for the Scarlet upgrade if that's something that interests you in the t when the time comes. Four years ago when uh, you and the rest of the GameZilla community went in and got me my PlayStation 4 as a wedding you know, gift yeah. and as a Christmas gift, that time of my life, my finances were very different. Right. I probably would have bought an Xbox on this platform because the, the financial situation in my life, I was saving money every month, but I wasn't making a lot of money. Right. I, I, I would tell myself I could afford $20 a month to be able to play video games with my friends who live two hours away. Yeah, Back exactly. when I live further away. That, so, like, it's not that long ago in my life that this is something that I would have looked at and went, oh, I, I can do that. I can play video games that are modern games. I don't have to just keep playing my old retro games. Right. And it's affordable. So... I don't know. I think it's cool. Well, I think if you like, if you think about the the thought process around like, if Sea of Thieves would have been say around that time, yeah, right? and we were all talking about it, you would have been like, yeah, this this is the this is this is how I can get in with my friends. Yeah, you know, same thing with like Ark right now. Like if 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 we were getting into Ark back when it was brand new and stuff, like it would have been that timing where I've been like, man, you know, I'm glad I have this way to get into this platform. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to enjoy this with my friends. So it is, it is really cool. I, you know, and you have to think about it from, from the standpoint of, you know, not myself. Like right now, if I wanted to walk out and go buy a system, yeah, I could do it. Right. Just like you could, if you wanted, if you really wanted an Xbox tomorrow, you go get yourself an Xbox. It's thinking about the people that can't do that. Like you're saying. It wasn't that long ago that I was one of those yeah, people. Yeah. And it, I agree with you. It, I, it wasn't that long ago that I was in that same situation where if I would have made that decision, I would have been putting myself in a more difficult situation at the end of the month when it came to paying my bills. And so it wasn't a responsible decision. So, you know, for me, I look at the standpoint of like, I've recently just played arc and stuff with a community. And I've, I've talked to a few people that are running on original Xboxes that are, are falling apart. They're literally like just dying. And it's like, here's an, you know, and they're like, and I'm, I'm a broke college student or something like that. Right here's an option for you if you really wanted that new xbox if you needed it because xbox you know because gaming is an important piece to you it's, it's a way that you relax when you're not dealing with homework and dealing with classes and all that stuff here's an option for you and like you said 
unlike so many other programs, they're not they're not preying on you know less fortunate people to gain twenty nine percent interest from you or whatever stupid thing it is next. You know, as far as just milking you, where by the time you're done, you've paid for two Xboxes instead of one. No, it's just legit straight up. I mean, if anything, like you said, it's slightly better to go down this road. So, and and Sphinx is in our in our chat here on Mixer, you know. And, and him and Craig are having the conversation of, like, do people really want another bill to pay? I, you know, I, I would just uh, imagine that this, this is for a select group of people. I'm under that, that situation. Like, I don't want another monthly bill to pay. But also, at, this, at the same time, I'm in a situation where if I wanted to buy it, I would buy it. And if you're in a situation financially where you go, I shouldn't have another monthly bill to pay, then maybe buying a, an Xbox One isn't right for you right now. Maybe you do want to stick with your last generation system and some used games and, and just ride on it. Don't you know? There's no reason to go into debt or make financial decisions that hurt yourself or your family to play video games. I just think this is a affordable way for someone that doesn't have 400 bucks right now. I can't imagine that it was so. it was a program that wasn't used a year ago that Microsoft brought it back. Mm-hmm. Like so like in my my and no there's not numbers out there publicly right now from what Microsoft is releasing, but bottom line is if this is a program that they've invested into which takes a ton of logistics to figure out how they're going to do it all internally because they are they're handling it themselves, then why would they bring it back? And why would they then bake in a Xbox Scarlet edition, you know, bundle upgrade to it? Like it you know, I mean that's that's the questions that you have to have here is that clearly people are using it and you know though like i wouldn't use it right now but you know we we had someone that worked with us last year when they announced it yeah you know has a family has a lot of things that they got to worry about so dropping you know the xbox one x was brand new at the time Mm -hmm. dropping all that money 500 dollars on the xbox one x wasn't realistic but 30 dollars a month was and they made they make good money. It wasn't never was an issue about not having the money. It was the issue of like right up front, I can't dump that type of cash when I got all these other responsibilities I take care of. But at thirty bucks a month, I could totally do it. Like again, Sphinx is still you know saying in the chat like you know not to make irresponsible financial decisions. But four years ago, I was a, a radio DJ living in a small town. Didn't make a lot of money. Pulling four hundred dollars out of my bank account would feel like taking out a lot of money. That. What if a car repair came along or something along like that? Like I had money in my bank account, but four hundred dollars would be a higher percentage than I'd be comfortable spending on something to treat myself or something to enjoy. But I think I thinking about spending twenty dollars a month from one point moving forward doesn't feel like it would have the same financial ramifications. Yeah, I also and like so. Here's the thing: like, is programs like this generally prey on the people that shouldn't be able to? They, they're buying something they shouldn't buy because they can't afford it. And they're paying high interest rates. Like I get all this. I get and I get what they're saying in the mixer chat. But bottom line is, is that we're also you're also looking at a video game console in the form of how you look at it, Sphinx. We just talked about Ninja Theory, and we just talked about how video games can be something beyond just a video game. So if someone wants to play a video game because it's their escape, because it's 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 what levels them, it's what it's what calms them and keeps them the person that they are. You know, like. I've talked about this many times when I was in high school and I had an outlet, which was through video games. So, like, I can't sit here and say this program doesn't help people. I also can't sit here and say people that probably have no business getting themselves into a contract situation where they owe money and they shouldn't 
that they also use this program because I'm telling you right now, there are in this in this world, in this country, there are so many people that have a fancy smartphone that have no business having a fancy, a fancy smartphone. But that's just my and that's my opinion on it. But like people buy into these programs because they go, oh, it's only thirty dollars a month, and then but they don't add it in their head that they're like, well, I'm actually dropping a thousand dollars on this phone over two years. And I have no business doing that because I have some, I have A, B, and C that I need to take care of and I can't. I get that. But at the same time, you can't look at a program and say that, there's, that this doesn't, that it doesn't exist and that it hasn't helped anybody. So I don't know. I look at video games in a weird way because they, they helped me through dark, dark moments in my life. And I, don't, I like the idea that someone has access to them now more so than ever because of a program like this then have to go and trade in everything they own to GameStop and get pennies on the dollar so they can get a refurbished Xbox and go home with one video game and play it and be happy with that. Instead, they can go do this strictly through Microsoft, have access to two, over 200 video games, and, and have Xbox Live to play with their friends and live in an environment that they want, that they want to create. Be it competitive, be it, you know, be it, be it just... I want to build cities and, and relax and, and just stay calm. They have a wide range of choice. And so when you look at it that way, it's a much healthier situation than saying someone going and grabbing all their stuff and just hawking it to GameStop so that they can buy someone else's secondhand system. So we're pro it. We're, we're, yeah. we're all for the program. So cool. So. That's our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit gameslittlemedia.com where you can find our YouTube channel, our blogs, all of our other podcasts, everything that goes on in Gamezilla Media, all at gameslittlemedia.com. I think it's time for the Zilla update. Ooh, let me hit you with the update. <sighs> That's right. Let's get into it. Zilla update. I just wanted to take my uh, couple minutes here to thank the Mixer community um, from a personal standpoint of Grimlock the Dino. I have had about a month now. We hit that one month mark and I can say I've had a fantastic time streaming and gaming with people and even making new friends and just uh, make, you know, and, and being able to join their streams, game together, all sorts of different stuff, um, primarily revolving around ARC, um, Survival Evolved. Uh, and also uh, Fortnite and um, some other games mixed in, like even League of Legends. So it's was, it was been pretty cool to experience that across all these different games, and people still show up and talk and talk and want to want to. If they don't know about the game, they want to learn about the game, and it's been fun. It's 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 got it's really been a give and take, and it's been enjoyable. So that's been my gaming moment of like the month, but this last week, especially where we had our second ever community night for ARK that again went really went really well it was a lot of fun and uh, we had some loss in, in, in within the community night where we had a couple carnivores show up into our city and just uh cause some havoc and so you know well, i have already learned that situation because of my boat that i lost with all my dinosaurs on it um Others haven't. So, like player one Miggy, who lost his house and all of his dodos and his dinosaurs because a carnosaur came through and just ate everything. Carnosaurs don't play. Yeah, they don't play. And so he was like, "That's it. I'm done. I'm quitting." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, man! Like, just go build, like, build a house up on the cliff over there. Let's just breathe, and you're gonna realize like everything 
is okay. And, you know, sure enough, he came back around and everything was good. He realized he didn't lose that much. And, and so it's like, but it was, um, it was, it was a great night, but it was like a night of learning. Like there was a lot of, a lot of learning going on. So anyways, community nights are every Friday night and they're, they're a lot of fun. So that, and then, um, I have to admit something and I'm not happy about it. Am I going to be ashamed of you? Yeah. 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 You're going to be ashamed of me. I, uh, you know, I'm just going to label myself. I'm a hypocrite. That's, that's all there is to it. I, uh, I've been playing a mobile game. Oh man. Miggy is not even here to savor the I fact did, that you're, I, you're sucked into something on your phone. I told, I told this Mi- game, you'll be, it'll be dead uh, in a week. Mobile I told, games are- I told Miggy though, that this was happening. I was like, man, I, I was like, I really wish you were going to be here because this is, this would be a moment that you could hold over me forever, you know? And so he, he got a little, like a, a snippet of what happened, but you were playing dragon morph again or whatever that. No, 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 none of that. Garbage. Dream dragon. What no, was that game no, called? No, yeah. Um, uh, I don't remember actually. Dragon Mist. I'm not even sure actually. That's, I'm glad that it's completely out of my brain. <laughs> I'm not sure what that game is anymore. But anyways, I've been playing a mobile game. But here's what's even worse. I've been playing a mobile game secretly because I know there's other people playing this mobile game, and I didn't want them to necessarily like call me out, right? So, and uh, I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, well, do I join their? Do I join their like group? Right? Do I just like jump in their group? Because I know the name of the group, Dragon Seeds. Dragon it's Seeds. It's not Dragon Seeds. That's a PlayStation game. No, no. Game. What was your game? Owl? Oh, God. BMC got Merge it. Dragons. Merge Dragons. That's what oh, it was. Oh, Fox McCloud was on it. But BMC and Mixer nailed it. It is Gears Pop. It is the Funko Pop Gears of War. You're playing that? Yes, I'm playing it. Oh, man. So, um, I, I'm, you know, I, I was hearing, like, BMC, the Glitch, Xander, all of them talking about it. Oh, the, the Gears boys. Yeah, and so I ta- so I, I downloaded it, and I, like, played, like, the, the basic tutorial, and I made my little Funko Pop, like, Gears guy. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then I found myself every day where, like, I would sit down and, like, click on it and just do a round. And then, like, I leveled up, and all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I can do horde mode, which is, like, this co-op thing with somebody else. But then I was like, but I don't want anybody to know that I'm playing this game, so I'll just not do that. But then, like, every day, I was like, I kind of want to see what this is all about. So, you know, I can join the the uh, the Glitch has a group built, and I was like, do I join it? Do I just jump in there? And everyone's like, oh, God, here's Graham. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm finally coming clean and admitting that I'm playing Gears Pop on my phone. And I, I maybe dabble with it like once a day to open up my loot box because it's timed, right? You go win a match, you get this loot box, you have to wait so long until you can open it. So then that like, that like pulls you in to try to, to try to like open it again or, or to open the app again. And I'm like, well, I'm in here. I might as well play one match. And it's basically it's a super basic like um, I don't know, what would you call it like is it like a tactical <laughs> sort of thing or? yeah it's like it's honestly like league in a way it, it, it's like um, it, it really reminds me of uh, plants vs zombies but like against another person right oh, so okay. like you just you're both on this map it's like a football field it kind of looks like almost and you just flick your guys out and they auto run towards the other side and then their defenses take you out and like a tower defense, but then obviously the more that you um, progress down the field, the the further you can drop your guys to kind of push that, that like um, mm-hmm. pressure, put the pressure on people. And the idea is you got to take down two turrets and then defeat the person. 
right? And that's it. So, and you and you you build your team off of pins. So as you play, you collect loot boxes. When you open the loot box, you get pins of characters. So then you can change your starting characters based off of the style that you want to play. You want these big brutes that you can drop in the middle, but they can't get behind walls, but they can take a ton of bullets. You want snipers? Do you want you know what what type of uh, you know type of players do you want on your team and then you build up like supers and every once in a while you can drop a super where like this like swarm will bust out of the ground and like a bunch of little little like low hp like minions will go running and trying to like take out certain things too so it's uh it's a basic game but like i found it to be basic but fun enough but at the same time like enough strategy there where i was like okay i kind of enjoy this and then, of course, on top of it, you can link, and because it's Gears, because it's Microsoft, you can link in your Xbox Live account, which means you can get achievements. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, this is really cool. You're going to get that gamer score? Well, it's like, why wow, I used to love my Windows phone, right? It's because it had the Xbox <laughs> app on it. So all I'm the gonna, games. I'm going to clip so, that audio of you saying, I used to love my Windows so, phone. <laughs> so all the X, all the games you played on your Windows phone gave you gave you an, a, achievements for, on your Xbox gamer score. It was a win-win. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, um, it's it uh, yeah. It's nothing that I guess I'm super proud of. And you're right. Like it probably is gonna fade pretty quick. Yeah. But I'm sitting here playing a mobile game, and I'm like, I I have a Nintendo Switch Lite literally in my bag right next to me, and I'm playing Gears Pop. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm gonna ask you an important question. I want you to. Like, I have not spent honest. a single dollar. Thank you. That's I have all not I was spent gonna spent a single if, dollar. If it on was this game. if it were ten dollars or less. Not we were gonna be cool, dollar. but if you said I was no. like I spent eleven dollars, I was no. gonna walk out of here. I did not spend a single dollar on this okay. game yet. Because there's a certain point where spending money on mobile games, I think of in a similar way to playing games at the arcade. You throw in a buck or two here, here or there, fine. When someone's like, I spent sixty dollars on crystals for this microtransaction this week, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna shatter your phone with a hammer. Like I'm gonna <laughs> do you a favor. Yeah, but. Anyways, that's my uh, gaming moment slash disappointment uh, of the week. What, what about you? I, ha- I have a, a, just a couple things before we wrap up the show here. So m- the majority of my gaming week, which I didn't play a ton of games this week, uh, has been pretty well sucked into Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening that you and your wife gave me as a birthday gift last week on Deadite's Bitch and Birthday Blast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, right away, as soon I basically opened the game as soon as she gave it to me, I plugged it in and started playing. Uh, and I've had a great time. I'm on the fourth dungeon already, so I'm I'm cruising through the game, having a great time with it. But I have a really interesting issue with the game that I didn't realize was a problem that I didn't see until after I started playing the game. And I don't know if anyone that's in our mixer chat here has experienced this. The game runs like garbage on the original switch because you said you didn't have any problems on your life i get so much slowdown when there's a lot of enemies on screen when you're moving uh from sort of scene to scene on the map where you know it's sort of you can tell there's a little bit lag in the transition like the frame rate drops and i for the life of me can't understand why a game that has been out now for a month and a half almost two months, that Nintendo hasn't patched to resolve this issue. I have no idea why a marquee title that's just a top-down adventure game on the Nintendo Switch is not capable of running at a smooth frame rate consistently on the original Switch. 
yeah, you showed me the situation you were having, and I definitely, like, right when you showed me, I was like, I never saw that. Like, I've never, never seen that happen. So, I don't know, but I played, the, and I said that I played the entire game on the Switch Lite, so I didn't play it on my original Switch. Um, I don't know, and, and we have other people that have played this game, so maybe someone can chime in and say that they've seen it, but what you showed me, which was you were in the swamp at the time, and it was the, the giant, like, flower that spit, yeah. like, acid at you or whatever, like, it was, like, shuddering. Like, like it would, like it was weird, and I was like, yeah, no, I definitely did not see anything like that. Craig WK just asked in the Mixer chat, uh, you know, I've played it some docked. I will say the majority is handheld. It still uh, didn't perform much better docked, which is kind of, I thought it I expected. I was like, oh, well, it's not going to happen when I play a docked. And it's not, it's not game breaking. It's just one of those things that when I first started playing, I was like, what is going on here? This is weird. And now, now I've put, let's say five hours into the game or however far I am into the game that I'm. I'm I'm used to it. It's not it's not a good feeling to be used to a frame yeah. rate dropping on again. This is a marquee Nintendo title right. uh, that should run just fine. There's nothing intensive about it. So it's just one of those things that I just you you Google it, you get on Reddit and stuff, and everyone's like, yeah, Nintendo doesn't really have any comment on this, but it's a known issue. So I don't know. It was just, it's just a slight disappointment, but it's not just distracting from me really enjoying this game. Yeah, it's weird, and I know. Craig asking you about the dock, but like I again, I played it on the light, which you can't. I couldn't even dock it, so I played that game one hundred percent handheld and and never noticed that situation. Yeah, but you're, you're, the hardware is slightly different in the light, so I am curious. Yeah. I I do think uh, when my wife switch light shows up on Friday, I'm probably gonna pop it in and just see fire it up and see how it runs. Just yeah, out of curiosity. Yeah, you have me kind of wanting. I have to. I'd have to steal it back from my wife because she's now stolen stole, stolen the game to play for herself, but um. Well, she's playing it on a regular she Switch, She is playing right? on a regular Switch, but I just kind of want to play it on the light again and see if maybe it's something I just didn't notice. Yeah, it's possible. But, I mean, it was so obvious to yours that I feel like I would have noticed it. It was, like, right away. It was disorienting. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. going the first couple times, going from scene to scene, I go, oh, that frame rate's, like, dropping. It's not running well. Right. So, yeah, I, that's... It's unfortunate. I'm glad, though, that you are still enjoying it. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not enough to stop me from enjoying this. It's very quirky little Zelda adventure. I, I have a week and a half to beat this game. i got to beat it before Pokemon. So right, yeah, it's, it's my going. main gaming focus. How many dungeons are you down now? I'm nearing the... I have the boss key for the fourth one. Okay. So I'm, I'm cruising. I'm cruising because yeah. there's six, right? Yeah, because you gotta collect six instruments, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, yep. I'm moving through it. I know it scales. It gets a little harder at the end, but... I'm moving. Yeah, it's not too bad, though. Yeah. It's, it's a fun game. Now, I had another quick gaming moment of the week that I have to share because it it's, it's about my own personal failure, and I thought everyone would enjoy it. Thursday, my wife, like, play Mario Party with me. She always wants to play Mario Party, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll play Mario Party with my wife. She's like, two-hour game, 20 turns. I go, no, I'll compromise. We'll do a 15-turn game. She agrees. We're just... Just having having a good time playing some Mario Party. She always is better at the mini games, and I'm good at strategizing my way around the board to get the stars. I, I get good rolls. Um, in thirteen turns, oh God, this story. I accumulated this story. six stars. I am three stars ahead of her. The, and then the couple comms had like one and two stars. Like, I am destroying this game. To me, I'm like six stars in 13 turns. There's two turns left. I don't even need to worry about it. Everything's cool. At turn 13, I was like six stars in 13 rounds. 
Put me in the Hall of Fame, baby. Like, I got it. I am taunting. I am just being brutal. I'm like, broke bitch, broke bitch, can't afford a star. You know, just going in. And, you know, my wife has uh, two stars. And then all of a sudden, okay, she gets a third. And then and the next, you know, like, all of a sudden, uh, she gets a, a fourth star that was a free star by landing on, like, a Lux space. And I was like, okay, well, still two stars ahead of her. Uh, and then she gets a fifth star on her final turn. So now I'm sweating. We're going into the end game. And, you know, Mario Party is, is, <laughs> is BS, where they give you, like, little goofy token stars at the end of the game. It could be like, oh, you traveled the shortest distance. Here's an extra star because we feel bad for you because you suck. You know, like, different stuff like that. So they're handing out the bonus stars, and one of them was like, I don't know. It was like the least lucky person landing in the most unlucky space got a free star. Like, okay, give it to Daisy, the dumb bitch. You know? <laughs> Whoa. And then then they give out a star for the person who has the most coins. And I'm like, I spent all my money on stars, and Elle got all these free stars. Boom. They drop a sixth and tying star on my wife. No bonus stars for me. And then it comes down to coin count where she has like 40 more coins than me. My heart drops. Two turns ago, I'm like, I just destroyed Mario Party. I am so good at Mario Party from strategizing. The coin count. It indicates that my wife wins. And my wife looks at me and goes, put me in the Hall of Fame. And just just emotionally shredded. I'm like, I can't ever play a video game again. You know, half the fun of Mario Party is the taunting, but but the... Put me in the Hall of Fame. Like, it was the most degrading just thing. You. Just Just emotionally destroyed me. Uh, just ripped me of my manhood and of my gamer abilities. Um, it was humbling. It was a humbling experience, but <laughs> it was fun. I mean, again, I'm not a super competitive person, and honestly, it just works out better for me when my wife does win at Mario Party, because otherwise she accuses me of not letting her win. So it's better when she wins, because I didn't. I never let her win, but she, you know, she's like, why would you let me win? I go, why would we even play if I'm just going to let you win? She goes, so I can win. <laughs> so it was good she won. I didn't, I would have got I feel like every time, and, and Sphinx just said it in the, in the Mixer chat, I feel like every time that you tell me about a Mario Party story, it's about <laughs> how you just got effed, like, yeah. you just got effed. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's never a good, like, you're like, I had six stars, and I went in 6-0, and I was like, oh, cool, you dominated, and then, like, here comes the story, here comes the turnaround, where it's the game comes to just rubber band and just bite you in the ass, just like, you know, Mario Kart does, just like, like, when you think of these competitive Mario games, it's like, oh, you're too far ahead? Okay, hold on. Let me just shit all over you real quick. I will let say me just it, crush your dreams. It wasn't too long ago that I was there was a one of the maps on the the new Mario Party on Switch where it's it's just one way. You just go one way and you keep looping. Yeah. And I mean, I was like ones, twos, threes, and the other people I was playing with were just tearing through the map. Somehow at the end of the game, like that tortoise, that tortoise effect, that slow and steady, like I came back to win it and I was the meanest person you've ever seen play Mario Party at the so end of the game because I was playing with like Al and, and yeah. other friends and I was like I was like oh I am the greatest ever like I wasn't humble at all because you can't be humble when you're when you're playing Mario Party and you know it, it, it's it, you live by the sword die by the sword if you're if you're gonna do taunts like broke bitch broke bitch can't afford a star eventually you know uh, eventually the Mario God slap you down for your arrogance yeah it seems to happen to you quite often. 
I get what I deserve. But I, you know, I don't ever go into Mario Party expecting anything to be fair, expecting <laughs> to have a good time. Right, you've been yeah. you've been screwed over too many times. You just go and like the way the dice land, the way you yeah, have fun doing the individual mini games. Yeah, have fun trash talking and have fun losing. Right. All right, well, that's been our Gaming Moments of the Week. What are your gaming moments? Join the Discord today, and uh, you can go to gameslimedia.com. You can click on the Discord button right there. You can scroll down right in this description. You can click the Discord button. But talk with gamers from around the world every day, and it's free. And that's where we hang out when we're not doing the podcast. So let us know what you're up to, and uh, what's the last time Mario Party screwed you over? When was the last time Mario Party did something wrong to you? There you go, yeah. Where did Mario Party hurt you? <laughs> On this doll, show me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this has been episode 285 of the GameZilla podcast. The first ever episode on Mixer. Thank you, everyone, who has joined us for the first episode here on Mixer. We really appreciate the love and support. All the all the sparks, all the all the um, stickers they've been throwing around, all that stuff. It's been it's been fun seeing you in the chat. I hope we've pulled some of your comments out of the chat. And moving forward, those green names that you see in the chat, those are our mods. So you're gonna start seeing people like Owl Zero, myself, Player One, Mickey. You're gonna see more interaction there. You're gonna see polls popping up from time to time to vote on. You're gonna see different stuff that's gonna allow you to have more interaction with the show, which I think is super important and one of the reasons why we really like this platform so uh but we do want to talk about all of our other shows which are beautifully displayed behind us but we're gonna let deadite tell us all about these shows now i'm pretty excited because we have a lot of good shows and i'm gonna pitch it to you in a second to talk about one that dropped earlier today if you're yeah. watching us live but or we listen to noiseland arcade or simpsons podcast hosted by craig wk and sean the arcade phantom noobs and dragons is our tabletop story campaign gaming podcast uh you'll uh, have a fun time going on an adventure with Craig WK as the Dungeon Magister and his whole new set of noobs learning how to play some Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, of course, Legend of Retro, our retro gaming podcast. So uh, if you love the classics like I do, you got to listen to Legend of Retro every single week. And this is where I'm going to kick it over to Grim to talk about Last Action Podcast. They had a special episode that released today. Last Action Podcast finally had me on the show. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, the, a lot of times when they have a guest, they let the guest pick the movie. And so, of course, I had to go with John Wick. Yeah. So we got to break down John Wick. We learned ourselves more about John Wick than I even thought was possible because I thought I knew pretty much everything about that movie. We go over so many cool facts, so many cool things about that movie. And, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of the John Wick franchise, don't miss this episode in the Last Action Podcast for all of your fun action movie stories, facts, and all that stuff. Absolutely. It was, it was, I had a great time with those guys. They're, they're wild. They're, now, they're a wild bunch. They're the wild boys. They are. They're yeah. wild. Well, now to not too full get for a single second. <laughs> oh, God. They, if you enjoy any of these great podcasts available at GameZillaMedia.com, you can go to Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia, contribute $5 per month, and you get exclusive access to shows, special monthly specials from every single one of these podcasts, only available to our patrons. And let's not forget you on that must or bust to know which games in November are worth buying. Well, then shoot. You need to be a patron and listen to the Muster Bus Gamezilla November special. Yeehaw! 
Well, golly, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> it's never going to end. This is how I do it every single week. Let's go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> No, oh, seriously, man. drive me to Cracker Barrel. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done too, and done. I'm too drunk, drive me to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> That's what I want to be on my tombstone. I'm too drunk, drive me to Cracker Barrel. Oh, Consider well, it. Yeah, Consider I'll, it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. But yeah, thank you to all of our patrons. Um, yeah, and again, thank you to Mr. Santos for becoming the latest uh, patron. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. So, anyways, uh, we're again we're excited to be here on Mixer. So, if this is your first time catching the podcast, if you're watching this uh, after the fact, not live, we're gonna be live every Monday night on Mixer, 7 p.m. Eastern time. If this is a VOD, then please consider hitting that follow button and and making sure that you get notified next time we go live. The idea here is that this show, this channel, will start to grow into more of a 24/7 channel that will be able to keep content rolling around here. But for starters, you'll find us here every Monday. Otherwise, this channel will be hosting some of our stream team, right? So that's what I want to talk about. We have stream team on Mixer, people like Owl Zero, myself, Grimlock the Dino, Player One Miggy, Sean Flack, Frustrated Canadian, and we've actually crafted a team. So if you scroll down right now on the left-hand side, if you're on the PC, you'll actually see a little logo that says Awesome Team Logo here because they won't let us put our team logo up yet. But still, if you click on that, you will actually see the team that has started to form on Mixer. Um, those are our great Mixer streamers that stream all during the week. But we also want to make sure, hey, Twitch, you want to check out Craig WK. You want to check out Matrix on stage. Craig WK, congratulations on one hell of an awesome charity stream, 24-hour stream that you did uh, for Extra Life. It was it was fantastic. I know that there was a lot of issues with extra life because of uh, because of some DDoS attacks and stuff like that. But at the same time, you you topped out, you topped through it, and it was a great time watching you beat Undertale two times. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was a good time. So, anyways, you can also catch people streaming on all sorts of different platforms. If you want to see the full stream team, you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you click on that stream team button, and you can see everybody that streams for GameZilla on whatever platform they choose. So there you have it. When it's all said and done, check out YouTube. If you missed us live and you want to watch you know, snippets of different news topics, that's where Player One Miggy chops all this up and makes some really cool stuff on YouTube. So follow GameZilla Media on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's a wrap on episode 285 of the GameZilla podcast. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Remember, we are your elite-free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. On Mixer. <laughs>